And welcome back to Real Talk Sports with Rico. Today, I will be your host. Today, we are actually going ahead and recapping here the NFL here as we are into week number 12 here of the season. So we're actually doing a recap here where basically we're going game by game, uh, pretty much giving you a brief highlight on each game and uh, letting you know kind of where we are from a standing standpoint here as we start to reach the uh, NFL playoffs here very soon. So before we actually jump into the content, let me first and foremost thank Anchor for being our platform. Let me thank the sponsors out there for putting sponsorship on the show and the fans out there who have actually driven content to the show here. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the uh, week 12 here. And so uh, first of all, happy holidays out there to the people out there listening here. Um, there was games there on Thursday and then also to, um, you know, obviously for the weekend here as usual. But uh, to start off here, the Buffalo Bills and the Detroit Lions that actually kicked this off here on Thursday. The Detroit Lions pretty much always play on um, Thanksgiving Day, but uh, it was a bit of a surprise here. The Detroit Lions almost won the football game here. It was a late field goal by Buffalo to win 28 to 25 here uh, to go ahead and get the win here. And that is the second time that the Buffalo Bills did win there. You remember that they they did play the Cleveland Browns there the week before. Uh, there was a huge store. Uh, snowstorm out there in Buffalo which actually uh, caused the game to go to Detroit where they played indoors there but uh, the key highlights here were Josh Allen uh, he had 24 42 253 two touchdowns and also had 78 yards on the ground there uh, Stefan Diggs eight receptions 77 yards and a touchdown for him Isaiah McKinney Six receptions, 96 yards, and a touchdown here. Uh, there was a big reception from Stefan Diggs actually late in regulation, which actually got them into field goal range, which essentially kind of wrapped up the game. On the other side of the ball, Jared Goff had two touchdowns, 240, 23 of 37. Um, you had Amon Ray St. Brown had a pretty good one, um, nine receptions, 122, and a touchdown for him easily. I think one of his best games of the season there for St. Brown. And then um, you had Jamal Williams, 18 rushes for 66 yards and a touchdown there. So um, a good sign for Detroit there, obviously, with uh, Amon Ron uh, St. Brown here, who obviously is there. Uh, best wide receiver here having one of his better days, but unfortunately in a losing effort there. So uh, a tough one there for Detroit as they uh, take the loss here on Thanksgiving Day. Next up here, you had the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys here. Uh, the second game here on Thanksgiving Day, the Dallas Cowboys winning 28 to 20 in this one here. Um, pretty much had a great showing there from CeeDee Lamb. Um, you know, he had a really good one. He had six receptions, 106 yards here. Ezekiel Elliott had a touchdown, 16 rushes, 92 yards. Tony Pollard, uh, 18 rushes for 60 yards as well. There was a lot of talk as to whether Ezekiel Elliott would be healthy and also would he play well. Uh, obviously coming off the, um, I think the hyperextended knee. Uh, he answered all those questions, played very well here. So Dallas gets it done. Not a great day for Dak. He did throw two interceptions on the day, but all in all, Dallas is eight and three in the division. The Giants fall to seven and four. A tough one there for uh, 
for the Giants, basically, essentially, they weren't really able to get anything going. When you look at the stats for them, Saquon Barkley, only 39 yards. He did have a touchdown there. Uh, Darius Slayton, only three catches for 63 yards here. And I think the key takeaway here is that the Giants have got to find a way to um, complement, I think, Saquon Barkley and help da um, Daniel Jones here because, you know, they've got to find a way to throw the football here, you know, especially when teams start to load up the box and put eight defenders or so in the box to stop the run. I think that the Giants have got to figure out something uh, via the air. Next up, the last game of Thursday was the Minnesota Vikings versus the New England Patriots here. A bit of a high-scoring affair here. I don't think too many people thought that the Vikings would actually um, have to put up so many points, I think, against New England because New England uh, has kind of struggled, I think, to put up points. I mean, yes, you know, the offense to me is it's a little bit of a one-dimensional side uh, kind of right now with them. I mean, it's a lot more run-heavy. Um, I still think, you know, they're kind of in the same kind of situation as the Giants. They really haven't really figured out, um, you know, their go-to wide receivers and things like that. And then also, too, there was a situation where, uh, you know, Mac Jones was actually benched here. But, you know, New England held as much as they possibly could here. Mac Jones actually had a very good day. He threw for 382 and two touchdowns there. You had uh, Ramani Stevenson had uh, seven rushes, 36 yards, but he also had nine receptions for 76 yards here. So it was uh, arguably probably one of their best players here. You look at on the other side of the ball, Kirk Cousins, three touchdowns, 299. Uh, Justin Jefferson had a great day, nine receptions, 139 yards and a touchdown. And even Adam Thielen had a touchdown on nine receptions as well. They had a tough week last week against Dallas. So to come back and put up so many points here, um, you know, hey, the bottom line is Minnesota rebounds from the blowout that they had last week against the Cowboys here. New England still trying to figure it out, but they are fourth in the AFC West at six and five there. Next up here, you have the Chicago um, Bears versus the New York Jets here. And so in this one, I think the big thing was, you know, Justin Fields coming in here. He was hot. He's if you had him in fantasy football, he's one of the hottest quarterbacks here in fantasy football. But unfortunately, he had a separated shoulder last week against the Atlanta Falcons here, said that he probably would not play if the game had to be played on Wednesday. Um, you know, and basically as the week progressed here, the shoulder didn't get any better. Um, and then it looks like Chicago went ahead and sat him out. Obviously, I don't think Chicago's really playing for anything at this point in time at three and nine. Uh, they get beat by the Jets here, 31 to 10. But the big thing here is that the Jets are now seven and four, third in the AFC East. But, you know, they actually bench Zach Wilson and uh, Mike White comes in 22 of 28, three touchdowns. Uh, 315 through the air here so a lot of life uh, with the Jets here with Mike White uh, Garrett Wilson five receptions 95 yards here Elijah Moore two receptions 64 yards and a touchdown for him so you know the offense wakes up here um, you know you look at the Jets you look at the organization here they said that they haven't closed the door on Zach Wilson didn't like how he responded to adversary or adversity last week here uh, essentially how they lost the football game he didn't feel that you know he put a lot of pressure on the defense there they didn't like how he kind of handled that press conference there uh, which I think kind of led to the benching here but hey the Jets 
They get a, a much needed win. The Bears continue to struggle here. And uh, you have to wonder now, you know, are the Bears pretty much uh, going to go ahead and start to, to kind of come off the gas a little bit, kind of rest up some players here and probably get ready for the uh, draft upcoming here. Next up here, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Cleveland Browns here. So essentially coming into this one, I think a lot of people felt that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be able to do anything that they wanted to defensively to the Cleveland Browns here. But um, contrary to the belief, the Cleveland Browns win this thing in overtime, 23 to 17. The Bucks are still first in the NFC South at five and six here. Um, the big thing for Cleveland here is that, you know, they have Deshaun Watson looming in the background here. It is reported that he's probably going to go ahead and take over the starting position here next week obviously for the big contract that he signed um you know he's going to have to be the starter right um but um you know got to give it to jacoby Brissett here 23 of 37 210 a touchdown an int here uh, you know i think this guy's a great piece for an organization especially if you're looking to get a quarterback uh, that can probably come in and start for you right now um, showing his moxie and leading Cleveland to uh, a huge win here you know and the big thing that I think Cleveland was able to do is they were able to actually get back to running the football Nick Chubbs 26 carries 116 yards and a touchdown there you had um, um, Anthony um, Schwartz here had a uh, rush on an end around. He had a touchdown there. Uh, Kareem Hunt had 15 yards there. But the big thing here is Amari Cooper here. Uh, seven receptions, 94 yards here. So he had a big day there. So, yeah, I mean, collectively, you know, Cleveland just took care of business again. You know, you had uh, Swartz there with the end around touchdown. Nick Chubbs with a touchdown as well. So, um, again, Cleveland getting back to the formula, which basically got them into the playoffs and deep into the playoffs, which is running the football. On the other side of this thing, uh, Tom Brady, again, you know, he's doing everything he possibly can with what he has on the roster here. Um, you know, I don't think it's a good formula for success here if you have him throwing it 43 times, which he did here, completed 29 of those two touchdowns here. Um, Chris Godwin starting to look like himself, 12 receptions, 110 yards and a touchdown, looked really good, but everybody else kind of struggled here. Uh, they did get some good, valuable effort here from Rashad White, uh, maybe a guy that you might want to circle here on the fantasy football radar. Uh, stepping in here for Leonard Fournette had 14 rushes, 64 yards, and then he also had nine receptions for 45 yards here. So that was really a key there. Um, obviously, he got the amount of touches that you would want to see here and showing that he's a versatile back that can not only run it, but also to uh, catch it as well. So uh, kudos out there for the people that actually stuck with him in uh, fantasy football and then he might be a piece moving forward here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next up uh, you have the Atlanta Falcons versus the Washington Commanders here so uh, in this one I, I mean essentially what can we say I mean Tyler Heineke continues to just come out here and win games here um, it's not the most beautiful thing in the world but hey 14 of 23 two touchdowns he did have an INT here and the team is winning football games and Brian Robinson uh, the rookie here out of Alabama has his first hundred yard day 18 rushes 105 yards 
uh, for him. He also had, I believe, a touchdown in the air as well. Yeah, two receptions for 20 yards there. So uh, the offense was clicking, but how about the complimentary football here of Washington getting a late interception here, which basically secured the win here as Atlanta was driving down. Uh, could have been the go-ahead uh, score there, basically, for Atlanta, but Washington able to step up, get the interception here late to seal this thing and win 19 to 13. And how about Washington now? They are seven and five, fourth in the NFC East here. This is actually turning into one of the best conferences here in the National Football League here. And Washington makes it uh, much interesting here. So Atlanta falls to second in the NFC South here at uh, five and seven. They're behind Tampa Bay, but they're still in the hunt there. Next up here, you have the uh, Cincinnati Bengals versus the Tennessee Titans here. Uh, Cincinnati uh, gutting out the win here, 20 to 16 here. Uh, Joe Burrow throws a late touchdown pass to T. Higgins to win this thing, 20 to 16 here. Threw for 270, had a touchdown, no picks here. Uh, Samaji P. Ryan. Uh, stepping in here at running back, 17 rushes, uh, 58 yards, and a touchdown for him. Um, you know, remember he's stepping in there for Joe Mixon, who had the concussion there. But the key to this game is the fact that they were able to slow down Derrick Henry. He did have 79 yards uh, in the receiving game, had a huge screen pass, fumbled, but then it was recovered for a touchdown there by uh, Taylor Traylenburg, excuse me. And then, uh, you know, he only had 38 yards rushing. Tannehill, 291 on 22 of 34 here. When you look at the records here in the AFC South, uh, still Tennessee is first here at uh, seven and four. Cincinnati second at uh, seven and four here. But quiet as is kept here, Cincinnati has looked very good the last couple weeks here. Remember, this is what they did last year on their run to the Super Bowl, uh, starting to win some of those gutty uh, performances down the stretch here. They're only going to get better. They're expected to get Jamar Chase back. Um, but what we understand, he did practice a couple times this week. Wasn't given the go here, but looks like he might be all good to go next week here coming off the hip. So that's going to be obviously an added bonus to the offense, along with possibly the addition here of Joe Mixon coming back. Um, so uh, next up here, we have the Miami Dolphins and the Houston Texans here. Uh, the blowout, I think, of the day here with this one. Uh, Miami winning 30-15 to 15 here. A tough one here if you had um, Adrian Pierce here playing fantasy football here. Um, you know, the one thing that I can say here with Tennessee, or excuse me, with the Houston Texan is, Texans is this. You know, they are getting better. Um, but I think at this point in time, you know, there's obviously no rush to really win some games this year. Uh, perhaps they're putting themselves in the sweepstakes for Bryce Young, uh, the talented quarterback out of Alabama. Uh, you know, they do need a quarterback there. Um, but Damon Pierce, five rushes, eight yards there. Um, and only, excuse me, only had three receptions for eight yards as well. So, you know, he's obviously, I think, to me, possibly the rookie of the year he's obviously their MVP candidate here as well for the team and uh yeah I mean Houston just not a whole bunch to hang its hat on here you knew that this was a game that Miami was essentially going to probably put up a lot of points here uh to a 22 of 36 299 and a touchdown for him Jeff Wilson Jr. had a touchdown 
uh, 39 yards uh, on the ground here. Tariq Hill had a big one, six for 85, no touchdowns, but then also to Jalen Waddle, five receptions for 85 yards as the Dolphins take care of business. First in the AFC East, eight and three. Meanwhile, Houston falls to one and nine and they are fourth in the AFC South here. Next up here, you have the Carolina Panthers versus the Denver Broncos here. And so quiet as this kept here, Carolina is still in the hunt at four and eight, uh, third in the NFC South here. Um, you know, you have Sam Darnold who comes in at the quarterback position. Carolina has a revolving door at the quarterback position. I believe they've gone through two or three quarterbacks here at this point in time. And uh, they find a way to win here. A tough one for Denver at three and eight, fourth in the AFC West here. Um, I think the big thing about this is that, you know, they get Russell Wilson over here. They obviously had a pretty good defense and they're not able to score points here. Um, you know, I've said this before weeks before, you know, people felt that with Russell Wilson, that this team was going to be that much better. They have really struggled. And in a lot of ways, they've actually looked worse here, um, which is, yeah, they've looked worse than I think maybe ever here the last couple of years, actually. Um, and, you know, that's with the Trevor Simeon at quarterback, uh, you know, Brock Oswaller, you know, you pick your quarterback here that they've taken a chance with Drew Locke where they've struggled and you know with Russell Wilson they've looked uh, even worse than those teams so I mean it's really a head scratcher at this point in time they did almost get a hundred yard rush here from Latavius Murray who's looked good here I think anywhere this guy goes this guy's a valuable pickup here if you have him in fantasy football 13 rushes 92 yards there they just let go of Melvin Gordon here looks like he might be uh, the main lead back here in this backfield here but uh, again, you know, from the receiving standpoint here, um, Denver continues to struggle. There's no Jerry Judy on the field here. Uh, there's no KJ Hamilton on the field as well. And uh, Cortland Sutton had a good game, six receptions, 75 yards. But the inconsistency on the offensive end is really hurting Denver. On the other side of the ball here, they've gotten some invaluable performances here or um, from Deontay uh, Foreman here, who has just been um, amazing, you know, pretty much. And so with him, 24 rushes, 113 yards here, zero touchdowns, but the guy's been electric. You have DJ Moore, four receptions, uh, 103 yards and a touchdown there. You know, the question was, is Carolina going to shut people down? But, you know, with Coach Wilkes here, um, he, this is a guy that definitely, I think is, you know, certainly wanting to prove that he is a head coach in this league. He did coach at Arizona, only got one year and then he was given the boot there. Um, so really not really given a, a fair shot, I think. With Carolina, I think he's showing, uh, you know, his resilience is kind of rubbing off on this team here. And quiet as this kept, like I said, Carolina is playing very hard. They are still in the hunt here, but Denver, um, it looks like they might be done for the year. And they really have got to figure out some stuff out here. They've given up a lot of uh, draft capital here to get Russell Wilson over, and they do not have uh, too much to kind of hang their hats on. Next up here, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars pulling off the upset against the Baltimore Ravens here. And you could guess it, Baltimore was up two scores here. Once again, uh, each game that they've blown, they've been up two scores here and they were up two scores and Jacksonville came back in this one here to edge the Ravens. 
uh, on a two-pointer here. And uh, Tucker, Justin Tucker here, missed a 67-yard yarder there, uh, which actually could have helped the Ravens win here. Uh, they did a great job in really slowing down Lamar Jackson. He only had 254 and a touchdown, uh, 89 yards on the ground here. And then you look at Trevor Lawrence, three touchdowns, no INTs there. Um, so, you know, a great job here from Coach Peterson getting the Jaguars to really buy in and believe here. I know they're four and seven, but they're in a much better place than they were here last season. And I think, you know, this is a situation where if you look at what Coach Peterson was able to do with the Eagles, what he was able to do with Carson Wentz, I think that if you are a fan here of the Jacksonville Jaguars, you see where Trevor Lawrence's development is. Uh, I think you're in a great space there. And with Baltimore, uh, they're first in the AFC North right now. Uh, but they've got to figure out a way to close out games. I mean, it's just three or four games they have been up and they have just dropped the ball here. You've got to finish out games like that, especially heading into the playoffs. They've got to figure out a way to close out. Next up here, the Los Angeles Chargers against the Arizona uh, Cardinals winning 25 to 24 on a late touchdown here to Jarrett Everett. Um, Justin Herbert finding the tight end here over the middle um, as regulation was kind of ending to win the game here. Um, just a, a, a terrific throw here, getting Jared Everett over the middle there for the, uh, the score here. So, you know, at the end of the day here, um, you know, we talked about this before some weeks back with Arizona. Arizona is usually a team that actually starts out hot and then they fade later. Um, you know, they did the exact opposite this year where they started off bad and they already don't play a good second half to the season. So I think that uh, they were kind of already in some trouble here. One of the bright spots is that they had James Conner had 120 yards here. Um, DeAndre Hopkins coming off the suspension. He's on pace to a thousand yards, had 87 yards and a touchdown in this one. They did get uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown back, who was having a good year before he went down with the foot here. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, man, I think it's going to be a tough situation here for Arizona. Um, I think that when you look at Coach uh, Cliff Berry there, you know, they're going to have to take a look at that and figure out, you know, is that, you know, the direction that they're going to go moving forward? Um, you know, they just gave the major contract over to Kyler Murray here. So, you know, it's a lot of question marks here with Arizona. Um, they are sitting at four and eight, third in the NFC West. I mean, anything can happen. Obviously, they're still in the hunt, but they're not looking very good. The Chargers, six and five here, second in the AFC West here. Uh, Austin Eckler had 60 yards receiving, and he also had 20 yards on the ground. He did have a touchdown as well. You know that they're only going to get better once they get uh, Mike Williams back here. Still working Keenan Allen back in, who did have a touchdown on five receptions as well. So, um, you know, the Chargers for sure are going to get some more reinforcements here. They're going to get better. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert still dealing with the rib injury. That's something that's not going to go away, but I think he's starting to manage that. Obviously, they're going to make or they're going to need him to step up and make some plays in the passing game, especially as teams start to really clamp down on Austin Eckler. Next up here, the Las Vegas Raiders against the Seattle Seahawks here. This one went to overtime here with the Las Vegas Raiders winning on a walk off run here with uh, Josh Jacobs, 85 yard touchdown here uh, to beat the six and five Seattle Seahawks here who are second in the NFC West here. 
And I mean, if you were to tell me that the Raiders were going to come in here and win in overtime, which they've been absolutely fantastic in overtime here, but Josh Jacobs in a contract year, 33 rushes, 229 and two touchdowns here might have won your week this week in fantasy football here. Uh, Devontae Adams, seven receptions, 74 yards here. Seattle did a great job in really slowing him down. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Geno Smith, 27 to 37, 328 and two touchdowns. Did have a pick here. Kenneth Walker, the third, had two touchdowns on the ground. Um, you know, to go along with 26 yards, very talented rookie here. DK Metcalf, 11 for 90 and Tyler Lockett, three for 68 here. So, I mean, the key for this one is that, uh, you know, with Josh Jacobs being in the contract year, uh, they're third in the AFC West. I thought the Las Vegas Raiders would be a lot better with all the weapons that they had on the offensive end here. It hasn't really been the case here, uh, but it, it's really an upset victory to come into a tough Seattle environment here and win. Uh, Seattle certainly has proven to, I think, uh, not only myself, but everybody in the league here that they are not rebuilding they're very much in the hunt here um, and possibly could win the NFC West here. And uh, it looks like they are definitely on board here to make the playoffs here. Uh, next up here, you have the Los Angeles Rams versus the Kansas City Chiefs here. Um, obviously, this was going to be a tough matchup for the Rams here. When you look at the fact that Kansas City was coming into this thing as the top offense in the league here, I think they pretty much have been undefeated in this month. Um, against non-divisional opponents or something like that. Uh, but man, pretty much winning this 26 to 10 here. Uh, I think the big story here was definitely what uh, Isaiah Pacheco was able to do here at running back here, stepping in for Clyde Edwards O'Leary getting his first touchdown here um, in his career. But he had 69 yards there on the ground. Uh, did a great job really in giving the Kansas City Chiefs a running attack. I've always said that Kansas City can pass the ball any which way they want to and really can dice you up in that way but if they're able to get a legit running game where they're able to pretty much pound you in the submission and take the air out of the ball which they were able to do here and they may have found that with uh, Pacheco here this is going to be a scary team because now the defense which has not necessarily been its strongest point here you're shortening the game here they're not having to play as much possessions here certainly they can lock in and get stops here you knew this was going to be tough for the rams here there was no matthew stafford here um you know they didn't have cooper cub here um you know van jefferson just coming off an injury here um tough one here for cam Akers. they really really struggled running the football here and so this was going to be a tough one for the rams here and they're all but out of this thing at three and eight fourth in the nfc west here and it wouldn't surprise me if they start to really shut some people down here um, i could see that really happening next up here how about the san francisco 49ers blowing out the new orleans saints 13 to nothing here talk about a defense here it's the number one team actually in defense is the san francisco 49ers here and this is the first blowout for the saints since 2001 here and uh yeah the san francisco 49ers get it done jimmy garoppolo 222 a touchdown there you had elijah mitchell actually lead them on the on the on the ground there with 35 yards christian mccaffrey here had 11 rushes for 32 yards here brandon ayuk 
uh, leads in receiving once more five receptions 65 yards there uh, Debo Samuels you know he was coming in with the gimpy hamstring there so a tough day for him but all in all here the San Francisco 49ers how about this seven and four first in the NFC West here a lot of people had pretty much written off Jimmy Garoppolo he didn't have a playbook he wasn't training with the roster then you had Trey Lance go down they put Jimmy Garoppolo in and quiet as this kept man San Francisco might get back to the Super Bowl here and I really like Jimmy Garoppolo I was hoping that you know perhaps Washington would trade for this guy and uh, you know maybe the Panthers would trade for him uh, but the, all this guy does is win football games I mean it maybe doesn't look as great you know he's not lighting up a lot of teams but this is a guy that I think at the end of the day you certainly want him on your roster you want him as your quarterback here and San Francisco as quiet as it's kept is looking like they're getting the type of defense that they had the year that they made it to the Super Bowl there against the Chiefs wouldn't it be a story if they actually come back and play the Chiefs here and possibly get the win there so uh, great uh, showing here for the San Francisco 49ers a tough one here for the Saints as they drop another one here at four and eight fourth in the NFC South but actually are still in the hunt here uh, next up here we have the game that is currently going on in the fourth quarter the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Green Bay Packers currently they are winning 34 to 23 uh, the Philadelphia Eagles that is here and Green Bay is giving the Eagles all that they can handle right now here if you're looking at this one Jalen Hurts has two touchdowns on the day thus far um, he does have 14 rushes for 147 yards here, 152 in the air. So he's doing a great job on the ground here. But um, how about Miles Sanders? 119 yards and two touchdowns here. Talk about a guy that might be winning your game this week in fantasy football. This is a guy that is certainly getting it done here. And uh, Aaron Rodgers holding true. I mean, he's got two interceptions here. He's got 140 yards, but he does have two touchdowns here. Keeping him in it, A.J. Dillon, 64 yards. You got Aaron Jones, 43 on the ground, but he does have a touchdown grab in this one and three receptions for 56 yards. So Green Bay still very much in this one. I like Philadelphia to hang on and get this one here, uh, but it looks like it might be much closer than a lot of people anticipated here, and it might actually be going to be one of the highest scoring games of the week here other than the Raiders and the Seattle game which ended 40 to 34. Lastly we have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts here. The Colts coming in at 4-6 and 1. The Steelers coming in at 3 and 7 here. The over under for this one is 39 and uh, a half points here at this one. And obviously I think you know really the favorites to me have to be uh, I think the Indianapolis Colts here, I think that they should win this football game here. Uh, Jeff Saturday, I think, has done a great job really coming in here, seizing control of this roster here, getting guys to believe here. Um, I think one of the biggest things that he did was actually go out here and uh, put Matt Ryan back in the lineup here. I think that that definitely gives them the best chance to win here. They do have Jonathan Taylor here as well, you know, kind of hoping that he can stay healthy here down the stretch of this thing. But I like uh, Indianapolis in this one. I think that their defense is probably going to make it tough for Kenny Pickett. Um, and also, too, I think it's going to be tough for Najee Harris as well. Uh, he's got 148 rushing yards here, uh, only averaging 3.7 yards uh, a carry here in three touchdowns. And I think what's tough about it is that you look at Pittsburgh's 
uh, offensive line, and it is a tough situation right now here um, as you look at that. So I think that this is the Colts game to win. Um, you know, the prediction here, I like this one to be a 24 to 17 game. Uh, I think the Colts win this game here. And so lastly, uh, just taking a look here at the division leaders here in the AFC, you have the Kansas City Chiefs at nine and two. Um, followed by the Miami Dolphins, eight and three, Tennessee, seven and four, Baltimore, seven and four. Right now, the wild card is Buffalo at eight and three, Cincinnati, seven and four, and the Jets, seven and four, with New England right there just out of the wild card. Next up here in the NFC, you have the Eagles right now, nine and one. Uh, you have Minnesota at nine and two. You have San Francisco at seven and four, and Tampa Bay, believe it or not, at five and six. Then you have the wild card here. Right now, it is Dallas at eight and three, uh, the Giants seven and four, Washington at seven and five, and then Seattle at six and five. So basically, the whole entire NFC East might be uh, in the playoffs. <laughs> so that'll be pretty interesting if that does happen here. But uh, you know, that's essentially what we're looking at with the standings here as we start to move down the stretch here. And uh, we'll be back here next week. We're obviously going to be talking about week 13 here in the NFL here. Definitely got some shows coming up here. We'll start to talk a little bit more about the NBA here uh, as we are actually trending into weeks eight and nine of the NBA season here. Pretty interesting season thus far here. Golden State, if you've been following them, they've been struggling uh, on the road, but they've been winning at home there. Uh, the Lakers have been looking pretty bad here as of late here. Um, obviously, you know, we'll be talking about some of the young and upcoming teams, especially the Pelicans, who I picked as one of the uh, up and coming teams that are definitely going to make some noise. Uh, looking at the type of season that Job ja Moran is having, many people feel like it is an MVP season. So we'll definitely be talking a little bit more about the NBA season. But uh, that is today's show here. And so as we get out of here, I want to thank Anchor for being our platform here. I want to thank the sponsors out there for putting sponsorship on the show and the fans out there who have chimed in on a week to week basis here uh, to help us get content. So for myself, this is Rico Real Talk Sports. We'll be back with another show, guys. Take care and happy holidays.